Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Feeding Frenzy, my take on a little bit of signal above the noise that is the internet. And as always, we are going to start with Worth Listening and a podcast that you might enjoy. First up this week is Crypto Wars. Crypto Wars is brought to you by the team of Business War and the Wondery Podcast Network. It is hosted by David Brown, who is a great narrator, and if you're interested in more produced journalistic type pieces that are about half hour in length, this is the podcast for you. I think I've shared them once before with a Netflix slash blockbuster series, but in this particular episode, as the title includes, is we're going to be diving into the start of cryptocurrency. And so basically, the reason I want to share something like this is that when something is so hypey, like crypto, then I will like to go back to the beginning and say, where did all of this hype come from? And what were the ideas that seeded where we're at today? And that is what I hope to spark in many of you, because I assume many people who listen to me talk about these different things, especially when it comes to new technologies, crypto is one of those things you may be interested in. And so arm yourself with knowledge. And that's where I hope you take it. So as of right now, at the time of this recording, there are now three episodes out, and I believe it'll be a six-part series when it's all said and done. Next up, we're going to move on to worth reading. And today's article, you probably saw it coming, but we're going to talk about Dune. And not in the way you expect just yet, though a podcast about the Dune film is coming very, very soon. So stay tuned for that. Get subscribed. Do all the fun things if you're interested in hearing what we have to say about Dune. But as of right now, because I've been so interested in Dune, we have a Guardian article, and the title is Dune 50 Years On, How a Science Fiction Novel Changed the World. And so I've just done a whole bunch of reading about what made Dune this phenomenon. And I'm a Star Wars nerd. I grew up with Star Wars. My dad showed me Star Wars first. So I start there in comparison. And I, you know, whatever you want to say about stealing ideas, fair. But I more enjoy what are the unique flavors of ideas that the author themselves was thinking about or exposed to that creates a book like Dune. And so that's what this article helps provide some context around, specifically with Alan Watts and Carl Jung, and also around the psychedelics movement that was bubbling just beneath the surface as Aldous Huxley had just released his book, Doors of Perception. And so in many ways, I see a book like Dune or the story of Dune being translated to movies being a, like right now is a perfect cultural moment that we're rediscovering many ideas we had as a society in the late 60s. And basically taking a second look at a lot of those things. And so it's just really fun for me and I'm all in (laughs) as you can probably tell. And so again, stay tuned for more ideas and thoughts. And if you've read the book Dune and have seen the movie or haven't seen the movie, I'd love to hear your thoughts on either one of those because to me it's, I'm kind of taking the same approach that I had with Lord of the Rings. I was obsessed with Lord of the Rings after seeing the film and then I will likely do that same thing here coming with Dune as it now will be a trilogy. So the next article is a bit of a departure, but still related to the cryptosphere, but more of a thinker from that space. The author of this blog is Chris Dixon, and it's his personal blog, and he really just has this kind of more philosophical idea about what works in disruptive technology. And so the title of this one is, The Next Big Thing Will Start Out Looking Like a Toy. 
and it's just really good. I found this really fascinating. He opens the article by an old list of early 2000s internet companies, and many of them don't exist today. Some of them are still known today, but if you're a little bit younger than me, many of those names you will not know, which is kind of crazy. And it makes me think about what are the companies that were mainstays in early 2000s, because these articles about 10 years old, so like 2010s. And then what are the companies that seem like mainstays right now that are going to get disrupted and fade away? And so it's just really interesting. And like my example here, thinking about what changes the landscape, it's the iPhone is one of those big or really smartphones as a broader category, but iPhone is what disrupted everything. It combined a whole bunch of technologies together into one handheld thing. And then that created an entire ecosystem for something like social media apps and really the app store in general to explode and have this like pre-Cambrian-esque explosion of ideas and just idea generation. It's really interesting. And so I'll posit a question to the audience. So my question is, what's next? What are the pieces... What pieces are already out there that have yet to be put together? And I don't know, maybe we can put something in thoughts and comments. I don't have any answers here yet. I think I have some ideas, but I'd rather see where your thoughts go on this particular one. Moving on to worth watching is I'm returning to Nerdstalgic and their beautiful breakdowns of pop culture film. And we are going to look at a beloved studio, Pixar. The title of this video is The Real Fake Worlds of Pixar. And I'll start this one with this tiny quote from the video. Pixar is a believer in the world you already see. This video is so good. I just love it so much. It really captures the essence of Pixar in so many ways. And so for some context here is a few years ago, I read the book Creativity Inc. If you like Pixar and want to know more of the behind the scenes, pull back the curtain, Wizard of Oz style. I highly recommend the book. But this short video takes what Pixar shows you and condenses it into how they apply reality to their fictional worlds. At times, spending countless hours getting realistic details in their shots. And in the video, for example... In Finding Nemo, they rendered 1 24th of a second took four days to render because of the scene's complexity, because they took all the effort to try and make what is called transparency, which is how light and, and shadows move around in the water to reflect on the fish and on the background. It's just so cool. And at the end of the day, Pixar makes you believe in the world and look at the world with a bit more wonder, right? Like Toy Story is a, is a story about toys, but it's not just what have toys been brought to life. It's how do you make someone who's maybe grown up, but maybe you don't really need to grow up. You can still treat your toys with the same wonder that you had when you were six, or you can treat the ocean with this childlike wonder in what do you how do you portray that in a way that makes it feel honest right i don't know it's so fun for me and i love it <laughs> as you could probably tell so again i want to know what your thoughts on pixar after watching this video and what were the the key story moments from pixar that like still hits you in the feels even to this day and because there's, there's so many, right? There's so many different ways to look at a Pixar film and be like, damn, yeah, that got me. So what do you got? I, I'm really interested. And then last but not least, we will close today's edition with a quote. 
Today's quote is from Nikola Tesla, the father of alternating current. Our virtues and our failures are inseparable, like force and matter. When they separate, man is no more. And with that, everyone, it's going to wrap up this edition of The Feeding Frenzy. I hope you all enjoyed and took at least one thing you're going to dive into for your week. And as always, if you have anything you've been enjoying that may or may not be related to anything I shared in this episode, please feel free to leave it in a comment. And I would love to keep a running dialogue with all of you and possibly roll those out into larger, more concise or rather specific blog posts if the ideas seem to have a common theme between and that would be really fun for me to do and it's always about feeding curiosity and so with that if you want to check out more of feeding curiosity there's podcasts there's more feeding frenzies or you can head over to the website which has written versions of everything at feedingcuriosity.net and with that everyone i hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I will see you all in the next edition.